So the big question is this. How do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to The Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back, everyone. So today is actually my birthday. As of recording, it's my birthday. So I am now 18. Now I can do I can do anything that an adult can do for the most part. So that means that I am going to be opening a business bank account soon and doing all the other things, but I just want to let you guys know that. So today is a big day for that. But I want to talk about... So I didn't record an episode yesterday because I was out of town. So I was actually out of town all weekend. Today is Sunday. And I just got back this morning. And I was at my sister's... I was visiting my sister at college... So she's a junior in college, and I'll tell you, yesterday was a very eye-opening experience. So I'd been, it was a family weekend, family weekend for college, for the school, Grand Valley State, and I had been there two times before, because she's a junior, so I went to her freshman year and sophomore year family weekend. So, I'll tell you that I had a similar experience. Actually, no. I didn't really have a similar experience uh, freshman year or sophomore year as what I had uh, yesterday. So, freshman year, my sister's freshman year and sophomore year during the family weekend. So, last year and two years ago. I, we just went and we just chilled and hung out and there wasn't really drinking. The college kids weren't really drinking. It was just mostly the adults, but this year was totally different. So I went, we went and a lot happened. So we were at the we, my sister lives in a town, like in a little community of all college houses. So she just lives in a little town with just all college kids. And in there, it was, everyone was drinking, which I expected. But it was actually really crazy because... I realized that, so at my school, in high school, I'm a senior in high school, and in my school and just in life in general, I noticed that people kind of sedate themselves and kind of hide from reality by going on their phones, and I see it all the time. People just instinctively just go on their phones, especially during awkward situations, they just go on their phones. I used to do that as well, and that's one of the reasons why I stopped, because that is very unhealthy to do. But that is the context. Everyone goes on their phones. Like in my school, in high school, everyone's on their phones, and it's kind of just like no one really cares about what's going on because they're distracted by their phones. And I saw the exact same attitude, except it was totally shifted. When I went this weekend to the college, no one was on their phones. Like, I didn't see anyone on their phones. I mean, I did, but, like, it was, everyone was talking. Everyone was, like, seemingly having a good time. But then I just realized that, like, when I was there, I realized that they simply just replaced their phones with alcohol. And... They're just like drowning their, their, 
like drowning themselves in alcohol and like sedating themselves and just hiding from reality using alcohol and honestly i was like i seemed i just felt like the only person in the room at times even though there was a lot of people talking like i was doing like i would just walk away and no one would even notice even though we were all just like talking in the big group circle and i just realized that like alcohol is so dangerous because Lately, I've been cutting out, like, all of this stuff that society deems, like, normal. For example, I started, I cut out my phone, I stopped watching YouTube, Netflix, TikTok, all that stuff. And I also knew that, like, alcohol was bad. I I always knew that alcohol was bad, and I, like, never drank alcohol, and I always just... I, I was moving forward under the assumption that I was not going to drink alcohol. Like I, I simply just made a choice not to drink alcohol. And so a couple weeks ago, or actually probably like one week ago during class, I actually uh, watched a movie because we had to. And I was immersed like I realized after watching that movie that movies like make people like movies are meant to entertain right and they basically stop people from thinking and once you can stop someone from thinking you can basically control them and I I realized that just how dangerous entertainment like that of that aspect is and so I like realized how bad that was. And then obviously I'm not watching movies on my own time, but I was more conscious of how much more dangerous movies are than I actually thought. And it's the same exact thing I had with alcohol where I realized that people just were in their own worlds. They were just sedated. They were like on their own, like they were, I don't really know how to put this, but I'm sure you can understand what I'm trying to say. And everyone knows that alcohol is bad for you, but I I would go f- take it one step further and say that it's like it destroys your life. Because if uh, watching a simple movie affected me for one day and maybe even two days, alcohol that actually like physically changes the chemistry of your brain it it that will definitely destroy you because in transurfing the book that i've been studying reality transurfing if you've never read it before in like there's this one part where he talks about how taking substances like drugs or alcohol basically change your they basically change your perception of reality. So in transurfing, there's a thing called the alternative space. And in the alternative space has everything there ever was, is, and will be. And I like to describe the alternative space as a, a dark forest. So imagine that you're walking and you're in the middle of a dark forest and it's pitch black. You can't see anything, but then you're given a torch and it's lit up. Now this torch can like this, you can, now that you have this torch, you can see one meter in front of you. So you still can't see the forest, but you can see one meter in front of you now. So physical reality is what is lit up by the torch. That's what that represents. All the light that is shown like all of the the part of the forest that's revealed is your world like your world layer the actual manifested physical reality layer and then everything else is the alternative space well everything is the alternative space but every like the dark spot is the unrealized sectors of the alternative space and when people take alcohol and drugs then they're basically 
changing like the chemistry in their brain to allow them to attune to these unrealized sector sectors of the alternative space. And what happens is they actually they actually are not seeing like f- real physical reality. They're seeing like an unrealized sector. And that's what like hallucinations are because they're seeing things that aren't actually there. And I would go so far to say that actually, no, I wouldn't, but I'm realizing now that when you're asleep and I'm talking about being unconscious, like just kind of strolling along life, not really, not really being conscious. So when I say asleep, I'm not talking about like nighttime when you're in bed falling asleep. When I say asleep, I'm talking about when you're unconscious and not, you're not necessarily aware of what you're doing. Like you're kind of, you are like awake physically but you're mentally asleep and you're kind of just strolling along life and that's and believe it or not that's what like most people are most of the time and that's how I was most of the time as well and now I'm working towards changing that because I'm realizing that being asleep is the number one enemy to living life to how you want to live And all of these things basically sedate you and put you to sleep. Watching TV, like entertainment, TikTok, YouTube, all that stuff. And especially drugs and alcohol. Now, I didn't see any drugs, but I did see a lot of alcohol this weekend. And I was like extremely present. My sister has like this front porch where everyone like you can see everyone because everyone was hanging outside on the street and so I was just standing on top of the front porch observing everything and I realized that I'm extremely grateful for me not me making the conscious choice not to go to college because I do not want to fall I do not want to fall into that and that's another thing I wanted to talk about I see school as a means to mold people into the type of person that society wants. So school is a pendulum and pendulums basically, if you've ever seen the movie, the matrix, it's basically where people are living a life that they're, it's, they're kind of like forced not forced. I haven't seen the movie in a while, but it's basically where people are living how other like specific energy beings want them to live. So people aren't really necessarily living to their own will. They're living under the will of someone else. So basically their life is scripted and they live it out. And that is actually what is happening in real life as well. And I'm not talking about, I'm not saying that people are living in like, like tubes. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how there are like energy structures called pendulums that are basically controlling us to live out life under the pendulum's will, basically. And... I see school as they, it's basically, um, you enter school in like kindergarten and you immediately begin a long, slow process from kindergarten until a high school where you are like changed you are absolutely like you're transformed into a person in society and this transformation is not good this is actually extremely harmful and dangerous and bad for us because we basically lose our freedom we're basically transformed into like a slave to the pendulum 
and we lose the notion that we actually have the freedom of choice and we lose like a lot of our humanity. Like we lose our individuality. We lose our, uh, unity of heart and mind, which is basically us making the de- decisions according to our own, like dictates from our own heart and everyone has their own heart. And if you live according to it, then you'll live a great life. But we basically lose it. School basically like creates a barrier in between the heart and the mind. And we lose a, a, a decent amount of other things as well. But I say we lose like our humanity. And I'm not really talking about like the mainstream humanity. I'm talking about what makes us humans. So awareness is the big, like the main difference between animals and humans. Humans are aware of their place in the world and they know that they know as well. So humans are aware of like where, like what they're doing and they're aware of things, but animals go purely off of instinct. They don't, they're not necessarily aware of what's going on, but humans are. And school basically strips you of that awareness school takes that away from you and so that's what i'm talking about we lose our humanity and i'm at the tail end of school i'm i'm about to graduate and i'm actually graduating early because i know how dangerous it is i'm in first semester of senior year so usually i would have another more semester but i'm actually finishing in first semester and most people in my town, at least, actually go to college. They actually go and get further schooling. So they're basically getting stripped even more. And then I'd go, I don't, I've never been in college, so I don't know what it does, but I think that college basically molds you now that you're like this perfect candidate for society, now that you've lost your individuality and humanity, society based or college basically like starts to develop you into a worker and it kind of, I was, I came to this epiphany that a lot of people since they party in college, like a lot of people see college as the party years of their life. They basically party away and that's basically what the pendulum wants them to do. The pendulum wants them to party away, drink a lot because then they're basically sleeping along and these are like monumental like extremely foundational uh years in their life and they basically move on to they basically go along this assembly line of schooling and then they're like morphed and shaped into this worker into this person who is going to slave away a nine to five job for the rest of their life for 40 years and then hopefully retire. And then that's a whole nother system, which I'm extremely grateful. It was brought to my attention and I learned about it in MJ DeMarco's book, Unscripted, as well as his book, The Millionaire Fastlane. And it's this whole system. Like we live in a world where pendulums exist and pendulums according to uh vadim zelen the author of reality transurfing and i actually agree with him when he said this he said modestly like he said and i modestly say this that pendulums are like the worst the worst thing that humanity has ever created and i agree 100 percent like we live in this society where it is a system. We live in a system where we wait, we are born and then we're immediately like we get like one or two years and then we're just sent to school. And then in that schooling process, we're basically like stripped of our identity, stripped of our awareness. Like if you look in a, a high school classroom, you will see, Like no one is awake. And now that I'm starting to become awake and present, I'm seeing a lot. Like you look around and everyone is just like dead. They're like zombies, just 
going through. And that's not, that's, that's like the system. The system has done this. And I'm like just starting to uncover the truth. And this is like, I, I think that this is all wrong. And people, I've believed that everyone thinks it's wrong, but everyone is made to think for the pendulum. So people basically think for the pendulum, which is why they, and they don't have their own individuality. So they don't actually think that it's wrong. They actually think it's good. So it's like, it's the whole thing that I'm becoming aware of. And I'm extremely grateful for me reading Transurfing and just me reading in general because all these books are changing my lives or changing my life. And that's another thing. I believe that there's a lot more to life than just physical reality. And this is like facts, obviously, because we dream. Like when we're dreaming, that's not physical reality. We're just, we're kind of like, we're dreaming. Like that's not real per se. So obviously there is a lot more to life than physical reality because of dreams. But I go so far to say that like we're more than our physical bodies. And I kind of had this, when I was first getting into self-improvement, I was learning a lot about my physical body, physical world and improving my physical stuff, like working out, eating healthier, all of this stuff. And I was reading a lot of books about it. And then I realized that I like am starting to improve. So if you look at a bar graph, imagine a bar graph and there's two things, there's a physical body and then there's mental. I kind of have like skyrocketed my physical body over the past couple months. And I'm, I'm talking about this in the perspective of like, a couple months ago, like in the beginning of this year. So like nine months ago. So nine months ago, I was like, my bar graph was, I skyrocketed my physical aspect, but I never really did anything with the, the mental aspect. And so that's what got me on this path to search for things to inc- improve my mental stuff and my like non-physical piece because I knew that I kind of instinctively knew that I've improved like my body and my all of this stuff but I knew that like my thoughts and my brain and like all of the things going on in my head is a whole nother beast and I knew that it was like a whole nother thing that I never really took time to improve but I knew that that was like the next thing that I needed to improve And so I actually was searching and searching and searching for like a book to read about like your mindset and all that stuff. And I was actually looking up books about mindset and none of the pictures of like the titles or the titles or the covers of the books that I saw really appealed to me. And so I kind of just like forgot about it. And then I saw this, uh, I was on YouTube shorts at the time and I was like scrolling through YouTube and there was this one video of this guy who interviewed Iman Gatsi, who is a YouTuber that I actually watched a couple of times before. And I, the guy, the interviewer actually asked like all of these books that you've recommended on your channel are really like entry level and beginner stuff. So what, what are the more advanced books that you're reading right now? And Iman Gazi said, I'm reading Reality Transurfing. And then the video just ended there. And so that I like I didn't even know that that was a book on mindset and mental. I don't think I did at least in, at the time, but that like something about that video, I kind of just looked it up that book and then I ended up buying it even though it was like it was like $60. It was a lot of money. So I bought it and then it came and it was 750 pages. And so I started reading it and that was the next part of my life. Like six months ago is when I first started reading that book. 
And that was the mental part of my life. And so now I've gotten to the point where I discovered this thing called the gateway process and hemi-sync. And for context, I'd been meditating. I started meditating like consistently in the mornings and at night times. So probably like 70 minutes a day over summer, like maybe in June or July. And so I've been meditating for a few months now, but I, I discovered this and the story of how I discovered it was, I've told it many times where I basically just, I was looking up reality transurfing. So all of this stuff is linked basically. I was researching reality transurfing and then I found a website, a random website that only showed up because there was a mention of reality transurfing in that website. And it was called The Most Beautiful World. And it was basically a reading list of the about the ultimate reading list for human beings. And he said that the foundation to that reading list is reality transurfing, which I had read at the time. And so I was, I was, I was right away, I was interested in that reading list. So then I read further and I discovered that he actually wrote a book. So I bought it and I read the introduction because I didn't read the whole book yet because I am in the middle of transurfing and I want to finish it before I read another book. So I read the introduction and he put a declassified document from the CIA in in the introduction to his book. So I was like, that's weird. And I read it and it was about time travel, which was even weirder. And so I kind of dismissed it. And then the other day or the next day when I was telling my friend about it, I actually started to look and look like research it. And I found the actual document and I was reading about it and a lot of the stuff that I read in it were like principles in transurfing and like went along with transurfing. And so I printed it out and I read like all of the documents. I found a bunch of documents, like five different documents about this gateway process. And the first document, the CIA document was called the analysis and assessment of the gateway process. And so I went on this down this big rabbit hole and I discovered that they actually have a at home training kind of course of just like eight sets of um of like eight waves so and they're supposed to be listened to sequentially so you start at wave one and it's just like this little packet of three cds and then i'll work like a guidebook in it and that's all and i bought wave one and I started meditating with it and it's actually way better in my opinion to train your meditation with hemisync than not because it basically there's a lot to it there's a lot of science to it but hemisync basically plays a noise a specific type of noise where it plays a certain noise in your right ear and a certain noise in your left ear and then like the unity creates a, a third noise that is not actually there, but your your brain is basically creating it. There's a lot to it, but basically hemisync helps to unify your left side and the right side of your brain, which is the heart and the mind in transurfing terms. And so I've been training with it and I have gotten I've been able to get into focus ten. And that's like, that's all wave one is about focus 10 and it comes with three CDs and there's two like exercises or two, uh, recordings per CD. So there's six exercises in the first, like the first wave. So I've only gotten through the first two CDs. So I've gotten through the two thirds of the wave one. And uh, the other day, I actually went ahead and bought Wave 2 because it takes 
it took wave one like a week to get here. So I thought that it would take around the same time. And it was good that I bought it at that time because it actually was going to take like 11 days to get here from the time that I bought it. So it's not going to get here until like eight days now from this point of time. So I basically have eight days to like solidify and have a good foundation set of focus 10 and focus 10 is like the first level of deep meditation and it's called mind awake body asleep or body asleep mind awake and it's basically where your body is asleep and your mind is wide and awake and people i was looking i was actually researching a lot about it and people some people were saying that you like get sleep paralysis so you're basically paralyzed so you can't move your body even if you wanted to when you're in focus 10 um but i haven't been able to get sleep paralysis yet and i assume that it comes with practice because then i also saw that some people said that focus 10 is kind of like a scale so you can have you can achieve focus 10 but it could be like a weak weak focus 10 and so once you like stabilize it and strengthen it and actually like make it stronger, then you'll actually get that sleep paralysis. So I assume that it just all comes with practice and that's what I've been doing. I've actually been doing it three times a day. So when I first got it, maybe a week ago, I have been doing it for like two times a day for the first couple of days. And then a few days ago, I started doing it three three times a day so each recording is like 30 to 45 minutes long and i've been doing three sessions every day because i was doing two and i was fine with two and then i read this article that i printed out about this guy's experience at the gateway institute like the monroe institute and he actually went to their like retreat where it's basically they train you in the gateway process. And he said that they did it. They did like, I don't remember the actual number he gave, but they did like more than two training sessions every day, like more than two meditation sessions every day. So I was like, okay, I'll move it up. And I found a perfect spot to add it right before my podcast. And before my podcast, I actually had been meditating or no, I, I've never meditated before the podcast, but the other day I actually did it for the first time. And I believe it was episode 58. That was my first time I meditated before the podcast. And so I did a, like a 30 to 45 minute long meditation using the gateway process right before the podcast and then went down and recorded one hour podcast. And I think that that was one of my best podcasts that I've ever recorded for one reason. So when I first started podcasting, I would kind of judge how good that specific episode was based off the content and like based off of what happened that day and how well I was able to tell that story. So if I had like something amazing happen that day and I told the story, then that would be my best podcast. But if I had like a boring day, and I told the story, then it would not be a good podcast. But eventually, like over the time of me podcasting, my like judgments or my markers of how well I decided that I like made that specific episode changed. But my most recent kind of uh, measurement is through this thing called the silences. So in my podcast recording software, it's also an edit editing software where there are many different things. You, like you can, uh, the, there are two things that I have it do. So it can basically remove the background noise and then level up, like level out all of the audio quality. So that's basically what I have it do. I remove the background noise and then uh, like level the sound waves. That's the only two things I do, but there's also a third option where it removes like the silences. So whenever there's silence, so let's say I'm taking like a breath or I just stop talking for a second, 
like that, just there, that would have been a silence. So it counts and it basically is able to remove all of those silences and with a click of a button, but I've never actually done it or I've never actually like recorded or posted a video that was, that had them all removed because I figured that I would get better and better and I would have less and less silences. And I, I wanted it authentic. Like I wanted to have the unedited, unedited, um, videos, but basically in the beginning I would get like 800 silences, I think. And I it seems like a lot, but that was over one hour. And I think it is a lot actually, but then eventually it lowered to like 500 and then I was able to break 400 and then I was finally able to break 300 and episode 58, that one episode where I did my meditation for the first time before the episode, that was my best episode I've ever done in regards to that specific measurement. I had 211 silences. So I was really excited about that. And then my I'm pretty sure that I've never been able to break 300 before that episode. And then I got 211. So I'm almost able to break 200. But then the next episode, I got like 255, which is still really good. Still like the second best I've ever done. And that's like, so that's another very good reason why I meditate right before my podcast because I can get into way like my mind is way more unified so I'm able to get in like much better flow state and there's also another thing where I was so back when I was watching YouTube and I was watching Hamza this self-improvement YouTuber that changed like changed everything for me and he would talk about how he would record like he would batch his recordings like he would record maybe three or four episodes back to back and his episodes were unedited kind of like my podcast but they they were on YouTube so he was actually recording videos and they would be unedited and he would just talk about something and he would i think he would just talk about like one topic and have like subtopics within that for like an hour and a half straight so that is like that was very inspiring for me now he wasn't the reason why i started started podcasting but i remember like when i was watching his videos i was thinking i could never do that i don't know how he's able to just get in the flow like that and just have words spew out of his mouth and if you go back to like my first episode, if you go watch the trailer to this, if assuming I haven't changed the trailer in the future, but if you watch season one trailer to my podcast, like you'll be able to tell that I sucked. And that was after four, that was after two weeks of practicing. So that wasn't even my worst. That trailer was not even my worst. My worst is on my voice memos app on my phone. I have 14 episodes that I recorded of a podcast that I never actually posted. And those were really bad. But I remember watching his videos hour and a half long and he would have like no downtime. The only downtime he would have is when he needed to get water. Like that's it. And he would just talk for like an hour and a half straight with no script. So I remember like, looking at that and I was like wow he is very good at that and the one thing that I didn't really notice I mean I think I was so I think I kind of understood the fact that he had practiced a lot because that's just how things work but one of the things that I wasn't very conscious of when I was listening to that was he had been practicing for years like that's after years of practice and I like to think that my I've developed this skill as well, not to his caliber yet, but I've only been been practicing for like two or three months maybe. And I'm already like extremely way better, like hundreds of times better than I was when I first started. So that's basically like, and he was, he was saying that one of the, like the main reason why he's able to do that. Now he didn't say that it was practice, which I like, I feel like everyone kind of understood that it was practice that 
helped him, but he said that one of the biggest reasons, like the reason why he's able to stay in the flow for an hour and a half straight and keep his mind clear and not get distracted for an hour and a half straight, like he would just stare at the camera the entire time and not get distracted by anything. He said the reason why is because he had been meditating. And that episode is actually uh, why I started meditating consistently. And so I've been meditating around about the same time that I started recording my videos, like my podcast. So I've been practicing and meditating at the same time. So those hand in hand are the two biggest movers on improving your podcasting, having a clearer mind and practice. So those are like the two things that are making me way better at this. And it's obvious that meditation improves it because on episode 58, I proved it. Like my, the amount of silences I had, which basically shows how distracted or how like flow, like how consistent I was at staying in the flow. Episode 58 just showed that I was able to speak like the the majority of the time. And that was and episode 58 is also the first time I've ever meditated like a deep meditation right before the episode. So meditation is so huge and crucial. I I attribute a lot of my success to meditation so far. And that's also why I upped it to three meditation sessions per day. So I'm doing 90. So if it each meditation session is 30 to 45 minutes. So I'm doing around 90 to, let's see, like two hours and 15 minutes. 90 minutes to, that is 120, 135. 90 to 135 minutes a day. So that is a lot. But I wouldn't be surprised if I upped it to four sessions every day. I wouldn't be surprised. But that's also another thing. I want to bring it full circle back to that social conditioning that I was talking about earlier. How when we enter the schooling system, it's basically destroying our individuality. And the way they do it is by basically morphing our brains and putting a bunch of junk in our brains, like limiting beliefs and we're basically, even once we awake, if we learn how to wake up, even then we still have limiting beliefs. And that's because our minds have been like changed and morphed and like shaped over the years of schooling, over like 18 years of being in school. Our minds have been shaped. And because of that, we lose our like individuality and our humanity. But the way you cure that, the way you fix that is you basically just cleanse it. And meditation does just that. Like meditation, I'm so grateful because I'm doing like exactly what needs to be done. I'm cleansing all of that stuff out of my brain, like by meditating, but then I'm also adding in the new stuff that I actually need, like transurfing. Like at the same time as me getting rid of all this junk out of my brain, I'm adding in new golden nuggets into my brain, like exactly what I need to have to build a strong foundation for my life. So that's, that's basically how all of that goes together. And today is my, I actually, um, have started to go back and review some of the notes for transurfing. And if you guys haven't seen, I actually have episodes where I, it's called Transurfing Principles. And it's just an entire episode dedicated to reviewing my past like week's notes of Transurfing. And I think that those episodes are extremely beneficial to you guys so you can learn about that stuff. But it's also extremely beneficial to me. And that's also why I do it. Because it's basically allowing me to reread all this stuff and then teach it. And when you teach something, it allows you to understand it a lot more. And it basically improves your own understanding and your own knowledge a lot more. So these episodes are extremely beneficial. 
And once I'm done with this first read or this second read through, there's probably going to be a holdup on these episodes because I'm not going to reread it right away again. And who knows, maybe I'll, maybe I'll start a different kind of series. Like this series will be on a pause until the next time I reread Transurfing, which may be in one week or it may be in one year. But I am still reading Transurfing right now. I just have like 180 pages left. That's pretty much, but in like two weeks, I'd say, maybe one week, I'll be done with it. And once I do that, then I'm moving on to other things, other books. But I'm just, I'll still probably talk about the Transurfing Principles in my speech because I'm moving... As of now, my plan is to move on to the reading, the books on the reading list that I talked about earlier of the ultimate reading list for human beings on the Most Beautiful World website. And I'm moving on to those. And so I'll probably see a lot of transurfing principles in those books, in those, uh, in those books when I read them. So I'll mention that also. But there's also another thing I want to talk about. I got, I forgot to bring my water bottle down with me. And if you guys have been listening to my episodes where, especially whenever I needed to kind of think of something to say, I would say, let me get some water real quick. And I drink some water, but it would also help to keep my throat, like not like prevent my throat from drying up because your mouth gets pretty dry after talking for a long time. But I forgot to get my water bottle. So I don't have any crutch to stop talking and think of something else to say. So I just kind of got to keep talking and hope that something else comes to head or comes to mind. But that's another thing. Like I was actually today for my birthday, I got a cutting board, a wooden cutting board. And I'm so, it just feels so nice because I've always used plastic, but also the wood is just so much better. Oh, and that's another thing I want to talk about. I also got a test, a test. So it's a blood and saliva test kit where it tested, it tests for many things in your blood and saliva. But one of the things, the most, the thing that I'm most excited for is testosterone. So I'm going to take that test probably not tomorrow, but probably like this week. Sometimes I'm, I'm going to take it sometime this week and then send it in and I'll get the results within a few weeks from now because I haven't even taken it yet. But so I'm looking forward to that. And the reason why I'm not going to take it tomorrow is because I went out of town this weekend and I didn't ice my balls, uh, last night or this morning. So, but I did yesterday morning and I will tonight, but I basically missed some icing and I missed a supplement from last night and this morning. Well, actually, no, I took the supplement this morning once I got home, but it was late. But that's pretty much why I'm not going to do that yet. I'm probably going to wait like one or two days, but... I'm excited for that. And also I got another cotton blanket. So I have two cotton blankets now and man, it is so nice. My room is so perfect for meditation because I actually brought my headphones and the CD player with me to the hotel to meditate. And I wasn't thinking that I'd be able to get a meditation session, but I actually was able to. And so I actually got three meditation sessions yesterday and I will have three today. I got one in the morning at the hotel and one just before this episode and I will have one tonight during my normal time. And that is, I'm so grateful for that because honestly, like this morning, I'm every single time I meditate with this gateway process, I'm only on wave one of eight. So you can get into some very deep stuff and I'm only on the first like the most shallow of meditation and this is like the deepest meditation I've ever been and every single day gets deeper and deeper and I'm so 
looking, I'm very grateful and I'm looking forward to the future with my meditation because every single day is getting better and better. And that's another thing I wanted to, on my journal, I actually write down a lot of dates when I start things. So I wrote down the date when I started my, like balancing on this medicine ball and some other dates that I wrote down as well. But I forgot to write down the date of when I started uh, using Hemisync for meditation. So I'm going to have to go write that down uh, maybe today or tomorrow or sometime. But it's it hasn't even been a week. I'm pretty sure I got it like on Tuesday last week. So And today is Sunday. So it's been like five days maybe. I think it's only been five days of me having the, of me meditating with Hemisync. Only five days and I've already gotten so much better. And I've got eight days until wave two comes and wave two is what I'm really looking forward to because wave one is basically just a deep meditation. It's my uh, body asleep, mind awake. But wave two is when you actually start to get expanded consciousness and you actually start to, there's a, that's when you can actually start to do like visualization stuff. And I was looking at it. So I can't really visualize very well. I, I can visualize, but I can't really see it very clearly. And I can only visualize when, like I visualize best when I'm in meditation where I'm actually like very focused on it. I can't necessarily visualize in passing, like when I'm just walking around. I can feel things and I can kind of like visualize in that sense, but I can't really visualize like images very well. But, and so one of the terms they use is non-visualizer and I was reading about focus 12 and that's like the next stage from focus 10 and focus 12 they said is once you're able to get into like uh, you're able to actually uh, or actually people who are non-visualized visualizers found that they're actually able to visualize because focus 12 kind of heightens your ability to visualize and they said that non-visualizers were actually able to visualize like for the first time and they they said it was like an amazing experience and so that's that's what i'm looking forward to about focus 12 but also many other things and even in focus 10 there's this one exercise that i've been doing in wave one and it's called the rebel or the resonant energy balloon and it's basically where you have like your after doing resonant tuning which is basically where you imagine energy flowing up your body into your head and then it like uh floating around in your head for a little bit and then uh you imagine it going out of your feet like leaving your body and once you do that you have it go up in your head and then you let it float there and then you do you activate your resonant energy balloon And once the way you do that is you have that energy in your head kind of go out of your head over the top of your head and then surround you and all like basically spiral down and surround you in like a balloon shape around your body. And then it goes back up through your feet and then it just goes up your body, out your head and then it just repeats. And it's similar to the transurfing exercise that I've been talking about a few over the few past couple days or weeks actually and i'm actually able to do it like very well like there uh there's a short i just did it right now that's why i went silent but there's a shortcut that you can do so once you actually activate it through the meditation he does this thing where he said he tells you the shortcut and it's basically where you breathe in deeply inhale deeply and then you uh like visualize a 10 with a circle like a circle with a 10 inside of it and then you exhale and then your resonant energy balloon is like activated once you exhale but what i like to do is i do the same thing i inhale and then visualize the 10 with a circle 
and then I exhale, but I actually imagine and I kind of feel uh, that resonant energy balloon, like the 10 being exhaled through my nose and then it goes down my body and then down up and then up my legs and then it basically starts the balloon. And I've gotten to the point where I can actually very consistently and cleanly and smoothly kind of like, and very quickly as well, send the energy up my legs and then up all the way up my body and then out my head and then like do the whole process, but very quickly and like multiple times uh, per breath. And so I've gotten pretty good at that. And I found that that's like very beneficial for just life in general because it just feels good because you, it's, it's one, one, it's a way of being mindful, which is, I found that it's like mindfulness is extremely beneficial. Like that's all about transurfing, being awake. So that's a way to be awake. And then also people treat you better because there's this, you can like expand your balloon out very big and then pop it. And then people will like kind of subconsciously feel that energy and then treat you better. Like they don't know why, but they will. And I didn't like, I tested that a couple of days ago. I actually talked about this on my episode where I tested this and I didn't really see anything, but then like, like maybe half an hour, an hour later, people, when I was like walking around, people actually like treated me so much better. So that's, that's another thing. And high energy is like amazing. And that's, that's what I'm also hinting at, or that's what I'm also like kind of discovering how earlier I said, I believe that I'm more than my physical body and I'm starting, I'm starting to actually uncover that truth. And I feel like the energy has a big deal with like, has a big like part to play in that piece of how I think that I'm actually more than my physical body. Like when I first started, I was only focusing on my physical body, but then I intuitively sensed that I could, that I'm, I'm actually more like there's a whole different part of my life that I never focus on. Like my brain, like my basically everything that's going on inside of my head. And then I went down this whole thing and then recently I discovered that there's a, there's actually a lot more like it's so much like, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what there is, but I, I just know that there's a lot more and I know that I'll be able to discover the like more and more about like the nature of our reality and the nature of like our like our souls, I'll be able to discover that a lot more as I get better and better at meditating because I've only been meditating for five days and I'm already almost able to get like deep. I'm, I'm almost able to have a strong focus 10 and every single day gets better and better. And I'll definitely be a lot better than I am now once uh, wave two comes when I can start working on focus 12. And honestly, I might try and get to focus 12 before I even get the actual tapes to get to focus 12 because I think that one of the last tapes on wave one is like a free flow for focus 10 where you can just do whatever you want and there's no like guide. It's just up to you. So I might like research and look up how to get into focus 12, like what like the exercise to get into it is. And I might just try and get into that straight from, from focus 10 using the focus 10 tapes. So I don't know who, who knows like what's going on. I, I'm only on the beginning of this journey and I, I, sense that this will be a lifelong journey because there's people who can do amazing things with like this. They can consistently get out of body and just fly around the world and do um, like awesome things. And I'm only five days in, I'm only 18 years old. And once I'm like 50, I'll have 30 years of experience with this. So that's pretty much what's going on right now. And that's the episode. So to wrap things up, don't forget 
to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure I got to run up the clock because I like I I have 1 hour minimum. So remember the Eagles.